Hello, and welcome to Brand Clarity by Visions to Images, where we focus on strategy and business development for entrepreneurs at all different levels through branding and digital marketing techniques. Susie Libertor is the founder and art director of Visions to Images Creative Services, LLC. For the last decade, she has personally been instrumental in bridging gaps between the global digital market and neighborhood locations for some of the biggest brands around. Growth is possible for even a single location with the right professional branding techniques and Susie's signature strategies of Visions to Images. Stand out from your competitors and bring your visions to life while watching your sales skyrocket. Your host for this is Susie Libertor, owner of Visions to Images. Hello, everybody. Today on the podcast, I have Brittany Long, and she's an evergreen email strategist, and I'm excited to chat with her about email strategy and some evergreen stuff. I'm sure most of you probably don't even know what the word evergreen means, so I'm sure she's going to talk about that as well. So welcome. Thanks. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, first of all, how you got started with what you're doing. Well, I knew I wanted to be a writer since I was in third grade and there was a writing contest that I lost. I was like determined after that moment, I was like, I will become a writer because I really enjoyed it. And so I, I kind of always wanted to do that. But then as I got older, I didn't know anybody that wrote for a living. I didn't think it was possible to write for a living. And so I just kind of pushed that dream to the side and thought, well, I guess I'll you know do something else. And so after trying all these different things, I eventually came back to writing and I, I it just reignited that love that I had for it. And then with some of the people that I've had the pleasure of working with, I got to see how sequences can impact a business. And I've been in multiple businesses now where there's been really difficult things going on in the business owner's life, but because they have sequences in place or because we created sequences for them, they were able to sustain their business, even though like the world around them was crumbling. And I think that's some, I just love being part of that. I love being part of, you know, somebody's safety net or somebody's ability to thrive and take time off. But that's really kind of how that whole, (laughs) it started in third grade, then went on with side hustles. And now here we are of just, we only do emails. Yeah, no, I love it. I kind of have a similar story, right? Where we I'm like, oh, graphic designers and branding and, oh, they don't make a lot of money. Oh, there's not enough jobs, all these things, right? And I said, I'll go to school to be a preschool teacher. Yeah, no, that was not me very. I learned quickly that there was no way I wanted to do foreign languages or science and math and all that. And then I saw the graphic design end of things. And I was like, oh, I want to take these classes. Let's do this. And so I can totally relate to that. And it's amazing when you kind of do what you love and you've been dreaming of doing, because I know... You know, so many times people knock one another down in so many ways, like, oh, a writer doesn't make that much. Oh, what are you going to do? Write for the newspaper? (laughs) What does a writer actually do? And so there's so much opportunity there for sure. So tell us, I mean, first and foremost, let's talk about the evergreen. So tell me what evergreen means, first of all. So you know the sequences that you have in your business that make money for you again and again and again? That's an evergreen sequence. So we're talking about abandoned cart sequences, uh, fulfillment sequences, welcome sequences. And then we do a special one. It's a year-long nurture and sell sequence. And so it's a year of emails that are nurturing your audience, selling to them so that in between live launches or even without live launches, because there's awkward emails in there too, you're still making extra revenue. Typically sequences that people think of when they think of Evergreen, the first one is abandoned cart. And those are great because those are usually the ones that you can see that that revenue from first. We see that 60 to 80% of people abandon cart. So 60 to 80% of people that are on your checkout don't actually end up buying and you can recover a good portion of them by having a great abandoned cart sequence. And I love them because 
you write them once and then it's set up. You, you know, you might want to check the subject lines every once in a while, but other than that, like you're set and you're making more money from it. And so, but that's, it's like these automated email sequences. Yeah, I like it. And I know you, you and I have talked about email sequences, but I know so many times, like even people think, oh, I don't need an email list. And I deal with clients like that all the time, or I don't have enough people on my email list, or I don't, I don't need an email list. I, I'm, a, I'm a real estate agent. Why do I need it? Like, whatever it is, the stereotypic kind of people that put themselves in there. And I'm always like, no, you need some type of email list and you need to have something on your website as well for them to sign up and get, you know, an opt-in or lead magnet, whatever you want to do it, no matter what category you're in. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. In fact, everybody that I've worked with, once we get their sequences set up, they're like, why didn't I do this sooner? Or once we get their emails where they're starting to actually bring in uh, leads onto their email list, they're like, why didn't I do this sooner? And I think it was, oh man, I can't remember if it was Dan Kennedy or if it was uh, Jeff Walker, but somebody was saying essentially that you're, you have a cash machine if you have an email list. And I remember, you know, people talking about how I was in a really difficult spot and I knew I had my email list that I could sell to and I could provide them with this awesome experience, but I need money and I need money fast. And mm-hmm. so they did a quick launch. They were able to make money from it. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on by not having their email sequence. And you may be thinking, well, I'm a realtor, so like, how am I going to do a you know a fast thing like that? But if you're consistently emailing people, yeah, you might not you know be able to launch something fast, but you could still be nurturing them so that they come to you when they're looking for their house, or they come to you as that go-to expert. And I would even argue that realtors and other other industries that typically think they don't need an email list could make those fast sales as well with eBooks and other digital products that will help the homeowner or potential homeowner find what they're looking for. I mean, agreed. Yeah, 100%. And I know some realtors do other things like group coaching and train other people and have that mentorship. And they have all different kinds of ways of income, just like everybody else, right? So, I mean, that's important. But do you think that your audience size matters when it comes to emails? I think, I mean, everybody starts small. So I think that's something to think about too. Everybody starts small. So even if you have an eight-person email list, you can still nurture them. You can still make sales to them. And I know people that have, that have started with eight people on their list and have made sales from that. So, I mean, as far as it matters, if you want to make more, then growing your list is the way to go. Uh, you can't expect to make, you know, a million dollars from an eight-person right. list. Unless you have like a really, really high-ticket product and people that like really, really love you. But it it doesn't like start where you're at, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's better to start with an email list of one person and start building those emails out now and getting in the habit of consistently sending them emails Um, or having those sequences run for you, then waiting until things are perfect because things will never be perfect. And if you wait and wait and wait, you're going to look back and be like, man, I wish I had started that sooner. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. It doesn't matter what size. I would definitely send something out. And you can find so many ways to grow your list and to get lists. Like if you're a part of the chamber, they always give you the list with emails and stuff like that. So that's always a way in that I think is awesome. I mean, it's it's like a hundred people, but it's still showing up. And the other thing too, is when realtors send out stuff, like you said, like maybe they're not, you got to nurture them and maybe they're not wanting to buy from you, but maybe their friend was looking for somebody and then they just get this email today and they're like, oh my gosh, this is like a coincidence. I'm going to send this to my friend. So, I mean, there's tons of ways to look at emails and people, I think sometimes say, well, I don't even read my emails or it's junk or whatever, but that's why it's so important to nurture and to keep showing up. I am horrible. I used to say that I was going to send out an email once a week. I do it a lot of times good, but lately I fell off the wagon. 
And I mean, I could have pulled from old emails if I wanted to, but I also always have this fear and mindset too of what what do I write? What do I post? Are people annoyed with this? Are they going to unsubscribe? Like I tell Renee all the time, I'm like, well, what if they unsubscribe? Well, then they're not your customer. And I'm like, yeah, but like it used to hurt my feelings when people would unsubscribe because I'm like, what did I do? So how how do you kind of deal with those things? Hey there, I want to interrupt this episode with a quick message. If you're listening to this podcast episode and want to learn about branding your franchise or small business, then go to brandingbridge.com. That's branding-bridge.com. Let's see. So dealing with that feeling of like, man, what did I do? I totally get that. I think a lot of people feel that way. And I think it's one of the things that hold people back. They're like, man, if I send this, there's going, and almost every time you send emails, there will be someone that unsubscribes and that is okay. (laughs) But if you go into it with the idea like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to unsubscribe. You're probably never going to send an email because it's never going to be perfect. And there's always going to be somebody that you rub the wrong way. I sent out an email the other day that was like I was literally giving something away for free and I wasn't asking for anything. They didn't have to put their name or an email address. They didn't have to buy anything. It was completely free and super, super helpful. And somebody's still unsubscribed. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but those things happen. Like, that's just part of the process. And like you were saying, it doesn't mean anything about you. And I think that's the big mindset shift that really helps is when you recognize it doesn't mean anything about me. It just means that maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe something's going on with them. But one or two or three unsubscribes doesn't mean anything about you. Right. And we can kind of disassociate from that. I think that's really helpful. One way that I do that is uh, before I send out any email, I think about this one person that responded to me once and she said, and it was almost an email I didn't send out because I was like, it's probably not good enough. It's probably this. It's probably that. You know, is this really what they want to hear? But I almost didn't send it because of those reasons. But she responded to me and she said, I almost didn't make it through today. Like she was, she was contemplating taking her life. Like this is the thing that, that kept me going. And it was when I was writing for somebody else, but like I I was writing for another client. So it was their ideas, but it was my words. Right. And know that an email I almost didn't send out helps save somebody's life. It's those moments where I'm like, somebody needs to hear what you have to say, Brittany. Somebody needs this message. And not everybody's going to need this message. Some of those people are going to unsubscribe and that's okay. But there's somebody out there right now that needs to hear this message. Who am I to withhold from that? And so that is something that has significantly shifted my thought process when I'm sending emails and it's made it easier to write them. And so then when I go to write emails, because I, I get in the habit of having that perfectionist mindset if I'm not careful. So in order to write emails that I actually send out, <laughs> my first goal is always to make a really crappy email. And I know that probably sounds weird, but if I go into it with the intention of your only goal is to get this done and I know it's going to be crappy the first time, a few things happen. First, it's never as crappy as I think it is. <laughs> Second, I get that first thing done in five, 10 minutes, and then I can go back and edit it. And editing it is always so much faster than trying to make it perfect the first time. And so that's something that's helped me a lot to to really get those emails out and really love the emails that I'm sending. I agree. It's kind of um, similar to like when somebody says, oh, I need a design, I need a flyer. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to start from scratch. So I do a lot of like Google, whatever, you know, flyers or whatever the topic is and look for some inspiration. And I don't necessarily copy them, but I start to kind of like pull things together and figure out what... I need and what how I want it to look. And then I I will just have it like very rough draft, like nothing is, is set in stone. Like there's stuff all over the place on the artboard, et cetera, et cetera. And 
I go back later on and I'm like, oh, I want to do this now. I want to do this. And it's just because when you have that draft, like, you know, you want it to be perfect. You know, you want it to look amazing. But at that moment in time, you have to figure out all the ins and the outs. Like we have to figure out where the content's going to go, where the image is going to go. How do we want it to look? What's the brand? It is, it's similar to that as well to what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. It's so much easier to start with something that you see is this is an imperfect draft that's getting us started versus I have to make it perfect the first time. Right. I agree. I'm, I've been in that boat actually this week. <laughs> I've been going back and forth with some designs and I'm like, you know what? We just got to do something and then we add on and we keep adding on and then it'll come to life. So yes, understood. What are you most excited about right now? Oh, just in life or, uh, or with emails? In life, business, whatever. Yeah, uh, let's see. Well, I'm really excited about the people that I'm working with that are getting, like, that are actually getting things set up for their evergreen emails and the results that they're getting about that. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I heard from one person that they were like, my whole team has COVID. I'm about to run a launch. What am I going to do? And they were saying, like, it's really taking a load off of them because they know they have these emails running in the background. So, like, when I have a bazillion other things to do. And so it's just really cool to see, like, how... I'm creating a ripple effect with the clients I'm working with. But then also, especially when I'm writing, I'm ghostwriting for them, I'm creating a ripple effect with their audience too. Like I love getting to be part of that um, at different different pieces of the journey. Like I love that. That that makes me really excited. Awesome. Yeah, I can tell you really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's amazing. And I think you said like the pandemic and stuff has obviously had a lot of effect on businesses and, you know, maybe they didn't have the motivation to write emails. Maybe they were hurting and they were like, I need that money quick and fast. And I'm sure that was so amazing for those businesses to be able to have access to that. Yeah. And especially since then, their audience is already warm. Right. Like you don't have to think, oh my gosh, now I have to do like this whole pre-launch forming up sequence. What am I going to do? Yeah. It's, it's really helpful. I love it. So my last question for you is kind of tell us if you had any advice for somebody who is just starting off either with emails or in business, what advice would you give them? So especially if you're starting and you don't have a large email list or you don't have an email list at all, first of all, let's start that today. But start sending those emails out now, especially if you have a small list. It's better to start writing now because you kind of get all the the kinks and weirdness out of the way so that When you do have a bigger list, you're sending them emails that they're like super pumped about. It helps you narrow down what they like and don't like, what they want to hear more of, what they want to hear less of. And it's better to do that with a smaller list than later on when you have a big list and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to send them. So always better to start right now today. And if you're listening and you're like, oh gosh, but I have a bigger list and I haven't been emailing them. Is it too late? No, it's not too late. The best time to always start is a year ago. But if you don't have a time machine, the next best time to start is right now. So Whatever you do, just get started. Start today. It doesn't have to be the most amazing thing you've ever written or sent in the world. But remember that somebody out there on your list needs to hear exactly what you need to say in the exact way that you need to say it. And you don't know how much that could be impacting someone. So yeah, start today. Send today. (laughs) I love it. No, and we talked about that earlier. And it's so, yeah, so amazing and powerful to really have that going out. Now, if they have the long list, like you said, like a longer email list, What do you suggest the first email should be? Like, should it be them reintroducing themselves or should it be something else? Yeah. So if they haven't emailed in a long time or when I say long time, probably two, three months, if they haven't emailed at least in two or three months or more, they should reintroduce themselves. Even when you're talking about yourself or your stories or reintroducing yourself, you want to make it mean something to your audience. You're not just talking uh, at them, you're talking with them. 
And so how does your story, how does your introduction, what does that mean to them and how does it connect with their life, what's going on with them? Everything, yes, it's a, you know maybe a story about you or a reintroduction about you, but really at the end of the day, it's about them. And that's what keeps them coming back and opening again and again. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and emails can definitely be tough for people, especially if they're not into the writing, especially if they're not. And a lot of time, like e-commerce can be a little bit easier, like you said, because you can have the abandoned cart. So it's not as time consuming. Like you said, you can go back and change it, but it's already set up for you. So it's easier. And then you just have to work on other content and figure it out from there. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. And I'm glad that we chatted. I'm sure so many people learned so much great stuff. Even I did. I'm so glad. (laughs) Thank you everybody for listening in on today's brand clarity episode with Susie Libertor. Two things. First and foremost, please, if you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave some positive reviews. Also, don't forget to sign up or stop sending your customers to the competition and get my insider secrets to compelling branding that converts. You can find that at branding-bridge.com. It's a free workbook for you to check out right now all of the branding techniques and strategies that I use for my paying clients.